0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of All Possibilities is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio.
1: No matter what you go through, your soul chooses to go through difficult journeys in order to learn and gain perspective. The soul knows it can handle those challenges because that's what it's here for. It's a glimpse of hope when things get tough. Coming up, you'll hear from Janira Crespo, a spiritual life coach, her company, The Janira Method. And she's a fighter and a survivor. She'll share how an excruciating battle with fibromyalgia... Losing her jobs and being unable to care for her own children sparked a spiritual journey to discover what needed to be healed, how she was able to leave the wheelchair behind, and how she found a new sense of living after three attempted suicides, the human and spiritual perspectives of illness, using her own lessons to empower others a very moving story about her fight to help her son deal with his unmanaged psychic gifts, and how being able to call on her own experiences made all the difference. Plus, how those who are empathic can shield themselves from the onslaught of the world around us. Welcome to the All Possibilities Podcast, I'm your host, Julie Chan, Intuitive Life Purpose Coach and founder of Being My Purpose. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Possibilities. Yanira, it's so great to have you on the show today. Welcome to All Possibilities. Thank you, Julie. So honored to be here. I want to dive right into how your spiritual journey first started. Can you bring us to that moment when something extraordinary happened in your life?
0: Yes, definitely. It's a a long journey, and um, it came with a lot of healing, a lot of um, transformation, and it came with a lot of um, self-awarenesses. But in that, I had to first discover a lot of things about myself. I had to first discover the gifts that um, I wasn't aware that I had and the way I did that was through living out my own life. So my journey started when I was a little girl and I remember being in the car with my mom. I was about three years old and I was sitting in the back seat of her car and I remember feeling somebody tapping my shoulder and when I looked I didn't see anything there. And it was very scary for a moment for a little three-year-old little girl. And I kept it to myself. I really didn't say anything. I just went about my day. Fast forward five years old, and I remember starting to experience a lot of scary paranormal things and I wasn't aware of what was happening to me and my mother wasn't aware of it either so what ended up happening was I kept experiencing these um, paranormal experiences that were very terrifying and scary for me but when I turned 11 years old I entered a really deep state of spirituality that's when I started really connecting to the spiritual part of myself. And what was really interesting was that all those symptoms died out. And I really didn't know what that was. I had no idea why I experienced that. And when I hit my 20s and I went through a very traumatic experience, that's when everything opened up for me. So here I am in my late 20s. I'm already divorced, I am a single mother of two children. And I'm waking up one morning, just regular day, having breakfast with my children when all of a sudden I felt my legs were hurting and I didn't understand what was happening. And I got up and all of a sudden I just collapsed to the, to the floor and I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. So when I finally was able to um, get my bearings and go to the doctor, they couldn't find anything. Well, those symptoms got worse. And before I knew it, I was in chronic pain. My entire body was in so much pain that I just could not move. I couldn't take care of myself. I couldn't bathe myself. I couldn't feed myself. I lost my job. I became completely disabled in my own body. And nobody could figure out what I had. So I was tested for everything you can think of. And finally, the diagnosis was fibromyalgia. I had a very severe case to the point where there were times I had to be in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk. And when I discovered this about myself, it was a very scary place because the doctors didn't give me much hope. They basically said, go to the social security office and accept that this is your life, your new life. And you will always be in this sick body and you will need government assistance. So I went into the social security office. I never forget that day. It was such a a pivotal moment for me. And I'm listening to this woman tell me that I have to live off of $800 a month. And here I am, a single mom. Like, how am I going to do that? And there was something inside my spirit that knew that that was not my life. I knew that there was something better for me and my children. And I didn't accept that. I didn't accept my disability. I said no to it in that moment. And I remember leaving the office, not accepting the government help. And I went home and I broke down. I had no idea how I was going to get out of this sick body. And I had no idea what was happening to me. But in this body, I knew that I had created this, this sickness, this illness. I knew It was part of my journey because I remember going through pockets in my life where I suffered severe depression, where I went through a lot of moments where I felt I would never get out of it to the point of attempting three suicide attempts. And I did, I managed to get out of that. I managed to pull myself out of that depression. So I felt like if I was able to do that, I know I can pull myself out of this sick body. But I had to figure out what was the source of it. So while I was figuring out what was creating this pain, I just dis- that that's when I discovered all the unhealed trauma that I had stored in my soul. And the trauma was creating the symptoms in my body as a messenger to me that I needed to heal, that this trauma was being ignored and nothing was being done about it. So when I went in, I discovered a lot of childhood abuse that I went through. I discovered a lot of trauma in my marriage that I was ignoring. I discovered a lot of um, emotional things that I didn't want to face in myself. And as I started doing the inner work and I started doing the healing, inner healing, what ended up happening was a year later, I was out of the wheelchair and back to my life. And soon after that, I created an amazing dream life for myself. But it was in that moment that I discovered my own healing abilities, and that I wanted to share this with other people. And I knew that there were so many people out there that were suffering with mental illness, with physical illnesses, and felt completely lost. And were going to these doctors, and were getting these diagnoses that were pretty much detrimental for them. And changed their life for the worse. So I wanted to give people hope that they can heal from whatever symptoms they were experiencing because I did it for myself. And that's when all the spiritual healers showed up in my life. That's when all the mentors and teachers and modalities and all these amazing things started to surface and manifest in my life to facilitate the healing in myself and to teach me how to do that for others. And that's how my journey as a spiritual life coach began, where I started to use my own spiritual gifts that I became aware of in this journey. And I started using them, not just, you know, to help myself, but I started sharing them. And I started to see all these remarkable transformations in the people that I was working with. People with severe, severe um, illnesses were getting better. And it was just very um, emotional for me and a mo- very emotional experience because growing up the way I grew up, I, I struggled with who I was as a person. I always felt like an outcast. I always felt I was different. I always felt I didn't have anything to offer the world. I always felt that um, I had no purpose. Hence why I try to commit suicide three times. And to come to this point in my life where now I was using my gifts to help people transform and change their lives and heal severe illnesses, that was life-changing for me too. And it also helped me accept myself more and helped me accept my gifts because there was a part of me that saw that as a curse because of the symptoms that sometimes comes with being gifted and going through the awakening periods. And when those gifts start emerging and opening, there's there's certain things that certain people experience that are very painful. And I kept seeing that my gift was a curse, not a gift. But through the work that I've been doing to help people heal and transform their lives, I finally reached a point in myself where I, I love my gifts now because now I know that, that I was giving these gifts so that I can help humanity and, and help these lives come out of very dark places and lead them to beautiful transformations in themselves. Wow.
1: That's an incredible journey. Thank you so much for, for really having the courage to go through all of that. I mean, that's like, that's more than, than, uh, you know, a normal person can really uh, work with. And in each one of those, I'd say like depression, you said three attempted suicides, all of those things. I, I can't, can't imagine. So I'm just, my heart goes out to, to you when you were in that moment. And also I'm just really thankful that you've gotten through it and now have this amazing perspective to empower others who may be in similar situations too. Wow. So let's see. Uh, Can we go back to when you were depressed? I want to talk about when you mentioned that you managed to pull yourself out of it. And I know that spirituality was a part of your journey when you were 11 and it seems like it's, it's kind of had a through line as you were experiencing all of this. What, what exactly got you out of the depression? Cause it's, I can imagine it's, it's hard to, to be in the thick of it and not feel any sense of hope. Can you share with us
0: what, what it was for you? I, for me personally, it was the knowing that there was a higher power out there that there was something greater than myself that was out there that could help me so in that dark moment i remember calling out to that higher self which i call god other people may call it universe and have different you know names for how they identify to that source but that knowing and that deep understanding that there was something outside of me that can come into my soul and pull me out. That's where it started for me, because that's when I remember pleading to that source, right? Pleading to God, help me, help me, get me out of this, because I can't do this on my own. And it was interesting because when I would do that, I would see glimpses of light, because when you're in that dark depression depression all you see is darkness there is no light there is no positive thoughts there's just gloom doom dark and that little glimpse of light that would be sh- that would shine on me was the moment that gave me that little bit of hope that even though today i am in this dark place Tomorrow, it could be different. And it came to me in different ways, you know, and for everyone, it's different. You know, I have people come to me suicidal all the time with severe depressions and severe mental challenges. And I what I, my approach is to show them a glimpse of that light. It's in that little moment, that speck of moment, there's a hope and there's a faith. That's triggered in that soul. And then what ends up happening is that soul begins to feel a little bit different. And in feeling a little bit different, it begins to magnify itself in more of a light. So you start seeing more and more and more. It's like it starts expanding. The light starts expanding before it overpowers the dark. Now, that's not an easy process. It's a grueling process for some people, you know? It was grueling for me and it's grueling for my clients. But it's continuously reminding yourself in that darkness of that glimpse of that light. And that's what really pulls people out of those suicidal, dark moments. It's just having those little glimpses. And those little glimpses are the ones that start revealing to the soul that there is hope, that there is light, that this is not your forever, that there is a way out. And it's that whole expression, the light at the end of the tunnel. And then you start to believe it. You start to, to see it and feel it. And then that's how you start emerging yourself out of that really dark, heavy place. Do you think that
1: there's kind of two aspects and I'm kind of thinking of myself at, as I'm asking this question, there's, there's one aspect that's the, maybe it's the the ego brain, like the, the thoughts that are just generally occurring, they're normal. And then there's the soul that's listening. And most of the time, let's say we're, we're operating as the ego or, or just like, you know, these are just our fears. These are our worries. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's something It seems like what you're saying is that the soul, whether or not you're in touch with it, can hear and that it can be triggered by, by something, whatever it is, it could be some, something that someone says, it could be, um, you know, reading, reading the Bible, it could be any spiritual moment being out in nature, but that the soul can hear it even though we are not hearing. Does that make sense? Can, yes. does, can, you, can you speak to that? Is, is, that, is what I'm saying uh, something that
0: you've seen? Absolutely. Because our soul knows our truth. And the ego mind is not our truth. So when we go through these moments in our life, the soul takes over and the soul knows the truth of what we're meant to experience. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I mean with the soul. I believe that we all come into this reality already with a soul contract where we already have predestined experiences that we're meant to live out in order for us to be able to to reach the, the spiritual soul evolution that we're meant to experience. The world calls it destiny. I call it soul contract. So what I feel in the work that I have done with myself and others, what I see is when I go into these soul contracts, that there are these souls that are, are meant to have these soulful experiences, all these dark moments that you're living out, Your soul already knew it was meant to have them. So when you're in those experiences, your soul is very aware of what's happening. Your soul is very um, aligned to that soul contract experience. Now, you're not. You're in your ego, right? You're in your your thought process of, I can't believe I'm going through this. This is so painful. You want out of the situation. You don't want to feel your feelings. You don't want to think your thoughts. You're in agony. So your human self is saying no to the experience because it doesn't want to feel the human symptoms, but the soul is saying, yes, you came for this. You were born for this. You have to go through this experience and this is part of your soul's evolution. So then that's when I say the light comes through because the soul is identifying with that experience. That's part of its evolution. That's part of its growth. So for me, in in the work that I do, it's very helpful when I tap into these soul contracts with people because I'm able to see even them getting to the other side of it, even before they even feel it or see it. And that's hope for them because then I'm able to speak to their soul and I'm able to remind them in their soul that you chose this. You chose this experience. Now allow for the flow of it. Embrace it learn from it, grow from it, and and have the faith that you're going to get through it and you're going to get to the other side of it. And sometimes we can't do it alone, right? Sometimes we need help. And that's why people come to me because they feel that it's too much. They, they're, they're so lost that they don't know how to come out of it. And that's okay too. It's okay to seek help to get through these experiences. And then there's going to be some that you'll be able to manifest and get through on your own, you know, but your soul will know. Your soul knows what it's meant to experience. And if you're not meant to to die, you're not going to die. Those three suicide attempts, I could have died in any of them. But that was in my soul journey. That wasn't in my soul contract. I went through those experiences so I can understand people who go through that because my sole purpose is to help people come out of it. So everything I went through, as painful as it was, it was a catalyst for the work I'm doing now. But I wasn't meant to die, but I could have. But my soul contrast said, no, you're going to have these attempts of suicide, you're going to survive them, you're going to get to the other side, you're going to see the light, and then you're going to pull people out of their dark places and bring them to the light.
1: Coming up, how Janira's own journey prepared her for the process to battle the challenges of someone else, her son. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Wow, uh, Janira, thank you so much for for just shedding so much light on on some very intense and real topics. I want to continue our conversation about, you had talked about soul contracts and that there are a, a series of challenges, let's say for lack of a better term, a series of challenges or soul lessons that all of us are here to experience in order to learn. And I like how you described the very human experience of saying no. I don't want this, and I definitely can point to many times where I, I, I could only see the human experience of saying no. Why am I experiencing this? Woe is me! You know, I can't believe there's there's nobody else in the world who's experiencing whatever I'm dealing with right now, and and you also mentioned that the soul knows. So as you were saying that, I was imagining the soul with this smile on its face like this. It's like, oh, my goodness, this is the juicy stuff. (laughs) Like, thank goodness all of this amazing, you know, horrible, quote unquote, stuff is happening because this is where the action is. This is where uh, where the growth is, where where you can come out just stronger and better and and that's really helpful because for me at least to even imagine my own soul being happy when something can be very difficult and sad can you share some stories from your work with clients that that you you feel people should hear like the maybe some lessons that you've learned um, for either people with mental illness or schizophrenia or something that that you think can provide that hope
0: well, I would like to start with my son because I feel his story is very powerful and, and I'll share my clients as well but um, my son is a very highly gifted soul and he went through several awakenings and the reason why I bring him up is because he actually gave me the deep understanding of mental illness to the level that I can now help people come out of it. So with his experience, um, he went through a phase where he was um, unable to control his psychic abilities, his um, emotions, and everything that comes when you go through an awakening experience with that. And when you go through that, it in the human mind, it does turn into a, a disorder, which could be called bipolar, it could be called schizophrenia, autism. I mean, there's so many different ways and, and labels to it. So in my younger years... I only saw the labels in mental illness. And when I went through this deep experience with my son and having to help him navigate through that and come on the other side of it, I realized that there was another way of looking at what was happening. And what I found was there's the human view and there's the spiritual view. Right. So the human view is very medical, right? Very psychiatric. You know, you treat it with medications, you hospitalize people, um, and you manage the symptoms. That's the human view. But then there was this whole other world that I learned, which was what was really happening was that all the spiritual gifts that were merging and were ready to come to the surface were chaotic, which I call now the unmanaged gifts. So when these gifts are not managed, they turn into what the world calls disorders. And that's what feels like a mental illness. Can I- you, sorry to mm-hmm. interrupt, but can you explain
1: what those symptoms were? Like, what was he experiencing that were these gifts? Was Was it kind of... Visions that he was getting or hearing voices.
0: Yes, all of that. All of the symptoms that you would you know, you would describe as bipolar schizophrenia, right? You hear things, you see things, um, your mood swings, you have mood swings. One minute you're happy, the next minute you're not. Um, Severe anger, um, psychosis, where you, you, you look like you feel like you're hallucinating. Those are the symptoms, you know, and those symptoms can be very painful. And can be very scary. And that's why a lot of people are medicated, right? To kind of calm those symptoms down. And I'm not going against medication here. I do believe that there are some souls that need it. I've, I've worked, I've worked doing this for 20 plus years and I see the, the different levels of it. And there's some souls like myself that we don't need medication. We learn to manage our gifts naturally, holistically, and we're able to, you know, live in this world and, and thrive. And then there's some gifted souls that can't do that. Some gifted souls do need to have psychiatric treatment. So I don't want to, I don't want anyone to believe that, There, that that's not something that's needed for some souls it is. But what I do know is that when you get to a place where you manage those symptoms, you're able to experience your gifts. And then when I see people experiencing their gift, that in itself helps them heal them using the gift, them being able to feel like the symptoms have a purpose Right. So when they feel these symptoms are there, not because they're just sick, but because they're gifted and their gifts are unmanaged, then that's when I realize the transformation happened in people.
1: Janita, I know this is very hard to talk about, and. I I feel for. For you as a mom, kind of seeing what your son went through and also for you as as someone who is love, who's worked with all of your clients, go through this. It's not easy and it takes a lot of courage to to go through it and now have the, the insight to, to share with others that you can make the path easier for other people. So thank you for that.
0: It's very difficult to talk about because it was a very painful experience, very traumatic experience for me, even though I was living that experience knowing that my son is a very highly gifted soul and I understood the purpose of why he was going through it. I understood his soul journey. I understood his soul contract. But as a mother to witness your child go through this pain and not be able to stop it, not be able to you know, help him get out of it sooner and just have to surrender to the journey and have to accept that this is part of his soul contract. He chose this experience and I chose to live out this experience with him. And that was very, very hard to accept. And there are certain moments I still don't fully accept it. You know, I understand it. And I'm at a point where... I know how to help people heal it and get to the other side of it, just like he's on the other side of it now. But it was a very difficult experience. And, and it's interesting because my journey with my son was the catalyst, not just to help people come out of it, but other parents that go through it. I've had a lot of, lot of parents come to me who suffered greatly, not understanding what their children were going through. They just thought my child was sick. And I'm like, no, your your child is highly gifted, and they're going through the awakening of those gifts, and it's a very painful experience to go through. And I help them get through that experience with more grace and ease and acceptance. And in turn, that helps their child get through it with more acceptance, grace, and ease. So I know that I had to go through that experience for the work I'm doing now, but I have a lot of deep compassion for parents who go through it. And I have a deep compassion for gifted souls who go through it, including myself, because I had my own painful awakening journey too, but nothing as severe as my son. My son's journey was something that was beyond anything I've ever seen, but I feel it had to be that way because now the people that come to me, it's easy for me to help them. It's it's so um, joyful for me because it's like I'm able to get them out of the experience a lot faster too. They don't have to go through the decade like I did because I didn't have anybody there to guide me and, and show me the way or tell me what to do. I had to figure all this out on my own. And as I figured it out, it helped me help other people figure it out. And they're able to get out of those experiences way sooner than myself and my son. But I find that knowing and understanding The the spiritual view of mental illness is so healing for those going through that because it's very hard to believe about yourself that you're just a sick person. But when you can really see yourself as a gifted soul going through an awakening, painful experience, that in itself is the catalyst for them to start the healing work inside themselves. And then you have to get through the trauma that's creating all of this chaos because there's trauma related to the imbalance and the unmanaged gift. There could be a past life related to it. And that's something that, you know, sometimes shows up you know, in my son's journey, he had many past lives that we had to heal, you know, and it wasn't all just this lifetime. He didn't have severe trauma this life. So we had to figure out where was this trauma coming from. So I discovered the whole journey with past lives and how that's associated with this life and how it affects our mental health, how it affects our physical health. So all of that played into the work I'm doing now. So now, um, With the work that I did with my son and all of the revelations and and the awarenesses, now when these gifted souls come to me and they're lost, I know how to get them out. I had this one young boy or young man, he was a young man, and he came to me very lost. He had no identity, none whatsoever. He didn't know who he was. He was told he was um, ADD, he had learning disability, and his life was going to be very limited, all of that. And he recently lost his father. His father died. And he was so depressed. He was overweight. And he had no direction in life. His mother comes to me. And in agony because she didn't know what to do with her son. The very first session I had with this young man, I saw his gift. And it was the gift of art. He was an artist. And I started tapping him in to that part of himself, part of his soul. And he would do his work, excuse me, his artwork, and he would hide it. And I would have him bring them to our sessions. And he would start showing me them at first, all intimidated, you know, all scared. He didn't want to share because he thought I was going to critique it or not like it. And it was the complete opposite. I completely loved his work. And I really helped him believe who he was the artist. So we work through the trauma, we work through the belief systems. But the main thing that I emphasize in the entire part of the work we did was his gift of being an artist. Fast forward a year later, his art, he displays it. He is independent now. He has an identity. He lost the weight. He's living an independent life that he wasn't before. And he's on his way. and. It, you know, he, he was at a place where he didn't even know who he was. And he just thought he was the sick person who had no purpose in life. And now he realizes the whole experience was part of him just being gifted. And then now he's able to take that gift and he's able to share it with people. And now he has his identity. So things like that happen with the people that I work with. It's, it's very transformational. It's like once you do this work, you're never the same. And your life is never the same.
1: And it's it's not even the same for the people around you, too. I think that's that's been something that I've noticed in my own life where that I might have shifted or my husband might have shifted or someone else and their entire family has to deal with it. it only if it's public, too. I mean, there's a lot of... Um, it's a choice to share it with other people too and that that's its own journey to go through.
0: Yeah, like this young man his mother, she was so unhappy seeing her son that way and by him healing it healed her. And she's a different person herself now because her son is no, no longer that old self that he was. So in, in in reality when we heal ourselves, we are healing those around us too. We're shifting those around us. It's like a domino effect. You know, where when we do the work, you know, it's not just about our own healing. It's not just about our own transformation, but it's also impacting those around us. For example, I have a parent that comes to me and the child's not ready to do the work and the child's in a very bad place. So I work with the parent. And as I work with the parent and the parent starts doing the healing, guess what happens to the child? The, sh- the child gets better there's change in that child, you know, so it's not just about us when we're doing this work, we're even healing our family tree. When we heal, we're even healing past lives, you know, karmic, you know, things that we, we are not even aware of that. We're, we're balancing out all of that. And it's something where, um, it's for me, it's fascinating to witness. Because a person will come to me and they're just thinking about themselves in the healing. And then by the time we're done with our work, there's a whole family that healed. So it's really powerful, you know, when we really go deep inside our souls and we really do that inner, deep, inner, true healing work. Up next, why your soul
1: and not ignorance is the answer. And how those who are empathic can shield themselves from the onslaught of the world around us. Are you interested in getting your own intuitive reading? Are you wondering how you can align more with your purpose? I offer introductory sessions to my Discover Your Purpose readings and coaching. As part of the All Possibilities community, you get 10% off the intro session. You get a one-on-one phone call with me where I'll do an assessment of your life and give you an intuitive reading on the highest guidance for you at this time. You'll get actionable steps that you can get started on to create the life you want. Just use All Possibilities 2018 as the promo code. That's All Possibilities 2018. Visit BeingMyPurpose.com for more information on my services. You've gone through a lot in your own journey with your son, with the clients that you've kind of helped along the way. What do you recommend to someone who is either dealing with similar challenges or has a family member who is dealing with these types of challenges?
0: Well, the first thing is don't ignore it. Because I do see that sometimes people think that things are just going to solve themselves and everything's going to fall into place. And when these things are are happening is because there's something emerging that needs to be healed whether it's in yourself, whether it's in the person that's experiencing it, whether it's in the family that's experiencing it. I feel that people need to start becoming more more self-aware of their healing journey, that they're here to heal, and they're they're here to self-reflect, to learn. And if you're going through this experience, It's important for you to take whatever steps your soul is guiding you to take. Because every experience is unique. Every experience is different. But people need to understand that healing is a lifelong journey. It's not a one-stop shop. You're not going to go get some therapy and then life is going to be grand. There's always going to be things that we're going to have to look at in ourselves. There's always going to be something that is going to show up in our life, whether it's through an actual tragedy, whether it's through an emotion that you may be experiencing, whether it's through a relationship. The, the world experiences are mirroring back to us the things that we need to see in ourselves in order for us to be able to heal them. So the biggest lesson in all of this, with my journey, with the journey with my clients, is healing is a lifelong journey. And we have to be ready, we have to be willing, we have to be courageous enough to go within our soul to do that work. So that is the, the biggest um, takeaway I would love for people to get is to not ignore the healing that the soul is crying for because the soul is telling you through whatever physical or mental symptoms you're having, through whatever experiences that are showing up that are painful, that's your soul talking to you. So don't ignore it and take the soul actions to do whatever it is to get to the other side of that experience. In terms of those soul
1: actions, what could they be? Is it picking up the phone and calling someone? Is it finding uh, a healer? What What's the range of actions that you've seen?
0: Well, typically, people normally, the first step is seeing a therapist, right? That's the norm that you hear. And I think it's a great foundation for people. You know, it's a good starting point. But I also feel that it, it only gets you to a certain place and you have to go deeper. So you can go seek healers, spiritual healers. You can seek, you know, any type of energy healing work. You can... Um, Read books, get into the self-development work, hire a coach. There's so many different things that you can access to get help. It's that saying, all lead, all roads lead to Rome. So there's not one way of doing it. It's a very sole choice. And what I have found is when people are ready, the teacher shows up. When the student is ready, the teacher shows up. And that could be through a book. That could be through an actual conversation that they have with somebody that leads them to the right healer for them. You know, that could be through an email that they receive, that there's an event. You know, so there's all these different ways that the universe will will show you that you can heal and you can you know, do something about your situation and there's no specific way. Your soul will lead you and you just have to be aware. You have to listen to the signs. We're always getting these signs, but we ignore them. So if you walk into a library and a book falls on the floor and it talks about heal your trauma, pick up that book. That's the universe telling you, look, you got to heal something. If you walk into a cafe and you're, you overhear somebody having a conversation that they're struggling with an illness and this is how they got help, they went to this spiritual healer and now they feel better, and, but you're going through something, that's the universe telling you that that's a way for you to heal. So it's you keeping yourself alert, looking for the signs, asking for those signs, and they come to you. And that's you allowing your soul to guide you to the help that's right for you. Because what's right for me might not be right for someone else. We all have to follow where our soul leads us. And you got to trust that. And I think that's what people struggle with, right? They struggle with trusting their inner compass. You know, the heart will not steer you the wrong way. But we don't listen to it enough. We don't really go within ourselves to really listen to what our heart is trying to tell us. And I think it's time we do that. I, we're so much in our heads. We're so much in our ego minds. You know, we live in a very uh, big world of intellect. And I feel people need to start tapping more into their their soul, tapping more into their spiritual self, their divine self, because that's where true transformation comes. And that's where true authenticity comes. And that's the best life you can live for yourself, right? When you're really aligned to your heart and your soul, and you're, you're living in your truth and you're an authentic self. And when you do that, I'm telling you, the signs are everywhere, And the guides will show you where you need to go to get the help that you need. And the people will show up. But you have to be ready because it does take a lot of courage to go into those dark places, look at them, work through them to get to the other side of them.
1: I like how you say that it's not one path and and every i mean even on this podcast we've heard stories from from so many different people so many different spiritual journeys each one is is following their own heart their intuition and maybe it starts off with meditation maybe it starts off with a book that they read and it all leads to something else so it's, it's i like to see it as following the cookie crumbs and and that makes the path a little bit more magical even when when the human self is saying, no, 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 I don't want to deal with any of this. One last thing I want to talk about is protection. And uh, no matter where you are, you know, living in New York City, there's a lot of energy here, lots of uh, feelings, lots of people. And and really, it's our own thoughts, too. Can you recommend some ways to protect ourselves so that people can can have that clear space in mind to do the healing that they need?
0: Protecting our energies is a very challenging thing, and especially if you're a gifted soul. It's not impossible, but it's it can be quite challenging because certain environments can be very harsh to deal with. You know, city environments become very challenging for... Um, for hypersensitives, and the, there's a new term that I've I've been using a lot, which there's a psychotherapist who's who's been realizing is been a, a common denominator here, the, the the word empath, right? So when you're an empath, you're a highly sensitive being who can absorb energies very easily, and in that, it can affect your emotional state, it can affect your mental state and your physical. And it can even make you sick if you're not careful. So, yes, do we all have in access to absorbing energies, but there's some souls that are hypersensitive, so it becomes even more challenging. So what I personally do and what I share with the people that I work with that have this issue is I, I teach them protective meditations that they can do. There's a meditation where you could just visualize yourself as a tree and there's roots coming out of your feet and you're feeling completely grounded. There's a meditation that you can visualize yourself in a white divine bubble of light. There's meditations where I call in the divine angels to come in and put their shield of protection around Around me and keep all negative energies away. And then there's also the mental intention, you know, to mentally have that strong intention of shielding and protecting your energies from anything that can come to you. So there's a lot of different ways that you can shield and protect yourself and everyone has to discover the one that works for them because I do notice that not everything works the same for everybody. So I've had many people have to try out different types of modalities and, and ways and meditations to work. Some people use crystals, and that works for them. You know, some people that when they um, go out, they'll say a prayer, and that works for them, you know, so it depends on on you. There's people that they'll wear an item, like, for example, I have this bracelet right now that I'm wearing, which is an intention of protection. So when I look at it, mentally, I'm telling myself I'm protected. So that helps too, to have that physical, tangible thing to remind us to shield and protect. So we really have to explore what works for us. And there's so many things out there. So I would recommend people to really just try out different things. And the one that works for you, then you stick with that one and you use that one because you're a unique soul. And your your soul might gravitate to one thing that might be the thing that helps you walk into this world feeling protected and feeling shielded and not pulling in all those energies. But then there's also the other part of it where what if you do? feel these energies right what if they do come through there's ways where you can detox from them right release them also there's meditations you do that you can also carry things with you to help you do that you know there's ways where you can actually you know cleanse yourself in nature and and salt baths will cleanse negative energies taking a shower you know from head to toe will do that as well so again it's all these different ways out there that you you need to just explore them yourself and figure out which ones work the best for you and also understanding that there's going to be times where you even if you protect yourself you're still going to pick up stuff and and that's okay you picked up some things so now You just cleanse yourself. You cleanse yourself, and then you go and put the shield of protection around you again.
1: Thank you for that. I think it's something that all of us can be more mindful of at any given point in time. I agree. And How can people get in touch with you and learn more about your work?
0: Well, the best place to go is to my website, because that's where I have all the information on the work that I do and my contact information, which is Heal and freeyoursoul.com there you'll be able to learn about me and be able to reach me easily well janira thank
1: you so much for sharing your story all your lessons learned and really empowering us giving us hope that there's there is a spiritual perspective to all of these ailments that that in the moment we can be consumed by that's think that that's something that all of us can hear, that we can heal, and that our soul is is yearning for it and is happy for it, too.
0: Right. Well, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: And for you, mm, see what your soul is calling to heal and take one of those soul actions. Maybe it's you know a book that falls out on the shelf that you should read right now, or maybe it's an email that catches your eye. Take another step in your healing journey and let us know about it. I'm Julie Chan, and until next time, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us.
0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.